In today's interview, it is my pleasure to be interviewing Jay Carley, aka The Strength Architect. And he doesn't just build better bodies, he helps build strong, motivated, and empowered women. And as the founder and driving force behind not one, but two fitness centers in Cancun, Mexico, Jay worked closely with over 2,200 students in less than two years. And now he's taken that information and he's using it to revolutionize not only the approach to fitness and training, but gym culture in its entirety. So Jay is a really awesome and interesting person and I had a lot of fun interviewing him on this podcast. Um, He has a lot of great ideas when it comes to strength training and how you you need to change the mindset of what you're doing right now to be in the mindset of of where you want to be. So I'm super excited to be bringing this podcast to you. So let's get straight to it. An important food, a healthy food, and a basic food that can be served in more than a hundred different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. So... Please welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss show. I have Jay on the podcast today. How are you doing, Jay? Aaron, man, I'm doing great. I'm over here in sunny Cancun, and I can't complain, man. How are you doing? Ah, oh, man, really good. I mean, like, I'm I'm here in Australia, so it's it's you know ramping up to summer. So probably not not quite as sunny and 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 beautiful there at the moment because you're in the in another hemisphere. But uh, <laughs> let's let's not talk about the weather on the podcast okay. because <laughs> let's uh you know uh, let, let let's let's keep rolling. But um you know I I I always like starting off the podcast with some sort of like crazy story you know it it's it's sort of like an icebreaker i guess but i i wanted to you know you, you had this story that you would uh you were saying that you would probably find interesting and you know some of the listeners may not know about you but um you know you went in you were in the military and you had a job after the military and that job was interesting um and and uh, maybe can you explain that for some people well, I mean, <laughs> come on, Aaron. Man, I guess I shouldn't have really told you this story, really, because now I'm really awkwardly weird smile on my face going to tell this. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I mean, I think anybody who has ever been through some sort of transition with, you know, jobs, they kind of understand, you know, you, you have that that leeway area where, you know, what am I going to do? Okay, you know, even if I got this other great job, it's going to be another three months before they pick me up or hire me, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was kind of in one of those positions where, you know, I got out of the military, but I got to do something, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm just going to save money and just wait for the best. No, I I had to get out there. And somehow, some way I found a job working at a strip club. 
And <laughs> I ended up starting from the, like, the actual dude who parked cars, not valet, but he just like watched the lot, right? All the way yep. up to head manager in like three months working there. Because, you Damn. know, well, you know, military and kind of having a little bit of order in my life. I think I was probably one of the best managers that ever came through the <laughs> a strip club. They're like, yes, let's keep this guy for as long as we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's pretty impressive to move up the ranks so quickly in any workplace. But, you know, somewhere that sort of craves a little bit of, um, you know, regiment and, and I guess like a bit of direction probably would have been perfect for that. So that's, that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, like, congratulations for moving up so quickly. But I mean, yeah, it's always you always have that transition into something uh, something else but yeah i mean like it's it's so great to to sort of hear these little stories because um these these things you, you know they don't make you who you are but they're definitely like a little pocket of a of a <laughs> bit of lifetime you know and it's that experience that sort of makes you who you are now um and <laughs> that sure. sort of brings me into the next question can you tell us a little bit about you um and uh maybe you know what you're currently doing and and what you're tr trying to achieve Wow, I guess this is a very awkward transition then coming talking about a strip club going to what I do now. But technically what I do now, Aaron, is you know, I help women create long lasting healthy lifestyles. That's that's what I do now. And we do it usually in just about eight weeks and they're able to maintain it for a lifetime. Wow. Yeah. And uh and so, you know, what are the what are the things that you go through, and uh, you know, maybe what are the what are some of the things that you've learned along the way for being able to transition someone from one mindset into another mindset? Ooh, that's a really hard one. I mean, it's actually a great question because I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Carol Dweck and her, her, her research with the two different types of mindsets. Do you know what I'm talking mm. about? No, I don't actually. Really? Okay, so Carol Dweck is you know a really famous psychologist. I think she, I, don't, I don't want to butcher where she's from, so I'm going to mess it up. But she actually has a lot of lot of research, and she wrote a book called Mindset, and it breaks down that there's two types of mindsets. People have two types of mindsets. You either have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset, mm -hmm. and how that's kind of defined even more of okay, well, what's fixed versus growth? Well, one person sees that. Everything that you already are born with, that you you know you naturally have, is it, that's all your that's all you got. So if your IQ is you know 80, then you know what you're never going to get any smarter than that. Your IQ is stuck at 80, and it's only downhill from there. Where a growth mindset is, you know, okay, this is what I have, but I know I can get better with practice, or you know, another way they look at it is they they enjoy challenges, you know, because they know that they're going to work their way through that and get over it and become a better person from it. You know, they're going to learn something from it. So that's a Growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Mm, yeah, interesting. You know what? I've, I've been listening to uh, a fair amount of Gary V recently, mm -hmm. um, and I can definitely say that he preaches the growth mindset sure. um, because, you know, you sort of have to start, fall in love with the process, right? As opposed to just waking up and looking for the results. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and how do you sort of, you know, allow people to, to, or I guess encourage people to think about the process and how to actually... Uh, sit there and and try and enjoy the process that they're going through and and you know because a lot of people start out and they say look I'm going to go to the gym every single day in the month of January you've probably seen this a million times before <laughs> and then by the month of February they they're done yeah <laughs> they've totally blown it and and uh, and so how do you get someone to fall in love with that that process of of going to the gym every single day and is that something that you can really help manipulate for some people 
Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's, you know, first off, I would say really watch the language you use around how you talk. You know, I mean, that'd be the number one way. Like uh, I had a mentor help me out. Like, you, you know, most people say like, well, I have to go to the gym or I have mm. to do this. You know, there's people who don't have limbs and they don't, they're not even able to do those things. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. look at it, look at it a different way and see, look what you get to do. You know, yeah, you're in this position now, but man, you're able to, you know, go walk or go lift weights or go do this or go do that. Man, you get to do all this stuff. You don't have to do anything. And so mm. I say that'd be the first step, you know, and I think that really ties into mindset. You know, how do you approach the situation? If you, if you, you know, grumble every day, like, oh, I got to go do, I got to go jump on this elliptical for the next 60 minutes or uh, I got to go. That's not fun. That's not motivating. I wouldn't want to do that either. Mm. Mm, yeah, it's interesting because, um, you know, uh, when you go into, you know, let's just take an in, uh, a gym, for instance, and you go into a gym and you, you walk through the door, you, you, you know, I'm just, I'm just going through the motions of me going to the gym. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Open the door. Walk me you, through you, it. Walk me through it, yeah, buddy. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> you buzz your card and then you, you walk up and you look at the amount of machines and everyone's on them and you're like, all right, I'm going to have to try and find one that's free. And you're looking around and you go, all right, I'll sit on that one. And then you go, all right, I'm going to give this my everything. And after about two or three reps, you're like, I'm done. I want to leave. <laughs> and uh, and so there's... You see, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, Aaron. I mean, I'm sorry. There's just so many holes to that. You know what I mean? You're walking into a place that doesn't even, you don't even have a plan yet. You know, yep. it's going to be really difficult and really hard for me to even get in there. Okay, well, what do I do now? You know, I, I, what do I do once I get here? And that's usually a big problem that I have a lot of students have. And that's why they come to me is because they simply don't have a plan or they're too freaking busy that they don't want to spend the time of, okay, well, how do I get here? You know, it's easier to follow along a movie or a DVD or, or, you know, a fitness app per se, because it's giving you the direction. But at the same time, you have to know, okay, well, isn't, is that direction even going to where you want? And that there's a, I mean, you see what I'm saying? There's a lot of different ways to look at that situation than just swiping your card and right whenever you go into the gym. Yep. The yep, plan, the idea, you know, how you approach it. Are you motivated to get in there? Are you not motivated to get in there? How does that situation change your mindset? You know, what do you let that affect you? Once you get in there, you're like, oh, well, my favorite walking machine is taken so you know what the day's shot i'm <laughs> i've had a bad day already i had m&ms after lunch now my favorite elliptical's taken i'm out of here i'm i'm done is that <laughs> you know but that happens that i'm yeah. not saying it's normal i'm not saying it doesn't happen you know there's been times that i've got upset over little things so it happens but the question is yeah, how do you sure. how do you how do you react to that situation do you say you know what? do you just say check it off say you're, you're right you're right, Jay. I'm I'm done. I'm going home. I'm done. Or mm. do you say, you know what, man? I'm not done. There's something else I can do. Maybe my favorite elliptical is that not you know being taken, but I can jump on this bike over here, or I can go do an active dynamic warm up, or you know. There, you, but you have to have those tools. You mm. know, you have to be prepared. You have to kind of know. And that's another great thing that I like about my system is you. I, I teach you. You know, it's not you have to do this. You make you. You know, I want to be able to prepare you in those situations oh okay well that's taken okay we'll just do this instead okay well we can modify this because that machine's taken let's just do it with this kettlebell or this dumbbell mm. yeah that's interesting all right so what what i'll do is I'll, I'll get to the the tools and the tactics in like the the middle section of this podcast but yep. 
what I want to do is that, um, it, you know, and, and I guess I probably ran through that scenario in my head to, to really like highlight something that I found was hard when I first was going to the gym. And uh, I, I've come from a background of running and cycling. And so generally what you do is you have a goal, you have an event that you're sort of training towards. And that event can be something, you know, maybe just out of your reach or something that's quite far out of your reach. And you're trying to train towards that. And so you sort of <clears throat> reverse engineer the amount of kilometers or the amount of time that you've got to actually complete the event. Mm-hmm. And then you say, okay, my training is going to look like this for every single day of every single week. I'm, I'm going to, you know, uh, I've, I've got a bit of a structure here and I'm going to go out. And even if you, you know, even if you have a terrible run one day, the next day you're going to have a good run. And so it all sort of, you know, like levels out a bit after, after that. But what happens when you don't have that end goal? And what happens when this starts to not just become like eight weeks and starts to become a lifestyle? How do you go about training especially in a gym training towards something that is not necessarily just a goal but is pushing you in the right direction and does that look like setting up little mini goals along the way does that look like um you know trying to enter a bodybuilding competition Mm. or does that look like just being able to uh get a dexa scan done and be really happy with the body fat percentage what does that sort of look like for you and, and some of the people that you work with yeah, absolutely, Aaron. I mean, and another great question because, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting how you're talking about, you know, how most runners or cardio events specifically go, you know, okay, I'm going to reverse engineer this. I'm going to do, okay, I need, I know I need to build myself up if I'm going to run these 15Ks or whatever it mm-hmm. is, right? I'm going to build myself up and then, okay, race day's here. And it's not that same way with with um, with the gym, let's say, or, or, you know, with strength training, they say. But at the mm-hmm. same time, there's other situations where, um, you know, the the repetitiveness you know most most runners suffer 54 percent of runners this is u.s stats right so i don't want to confuse anybody but over 54 percent of runners suffer injuries every year and Mm. this isn't just newbies you know these are usually from the more experienced guys and what happens is just because it's repetitive use injury repetitive use repetitive use because of doing that okay well i'm going to go out there and i'm going to do this 10k or whatever race i got well i got to run 5ks every day or i got to run 7ks every day okay okay now i'm ready for this 10k and there's a i I think there's a different way that you can approach training that way i mean in the same way whenever you go to the gym you know the thing that i found out that i really love is there's two types of motivation just like there's two types of mindset you have an intrinsic motivation and you have an eccentric motivation right so that'd be eccentric is more like your cheerleader who's out there like you got this jay you got this aaron come on push 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 and then you have that intrinsic motivation and what i've really found with strength training specifically and it doesn't have to be in the gym it doesn't have to be with weights it's it's a it's a just a another form of exercise but that and seeing yourself getting stronger and seeing how yourself is growing and how you know your body's tightening and little things like that that's what actually increases that intrinsic motivation i'm always going to recommend people to have that goal they're shooting for you know that big hairy audacious goal or even small mini goals but overall what i found with exercise specifically and going to gym specifically is whenever you have a good plan and it's and it's periodized and you're in its tracked and you know what you're doing you know what you're working towards even those you know two pound increment increases or that five pound increment increases or getting you know you'll see those run times get better or your recovery time for running get better just by adding strength training and things like that and those little wins those little wins is what keeps it and turns it into a lifestyle 
Mm, yeah, and um, we do we do have a lot of runners who who listen to this podcast, and I think that uh, strength training is really important for runners because, if, as you were saying before, yes. if you're just going out there and panning the pavement five kilometers, ten miles, whatever it is, every single day of every single week, you're going to get weaknesses in certain areas of your body, and and generally your body builds up so much stress to that. Um, and uh, you know that's what I found when I was running the marathon at the at the you know middle of this year is that you end up building these injuries that uh, not only are just you know re- repetitive injuries but but yeah as you were saying there's there's stuff that that people not just beginners but but intermediate and, and advanced people uh, like I remember I was at the Gold Coast Marathon a couple of years ago and one yeah, of the nice. elite athletes he was he was running and he was he was coming first his name was Robert <clears throat> mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, I think about 10 kilometers in uh, he pulled his Achilles heel and it, the race was over. It just snapped and um, wow. the ra- race was totally over and, and he's trained like for a year for that race. And, wow. uh, and it's, so, it's so insane to see those athletes go through that sort of scenario. And I mean, like, you know, not everyone is at that elite athlete level, but yep. what, what well, can runners in particular um, do f- with strength training to actually help mitigate some of those injuries that can be involved with being on your feet a lot, having really tight hamstrings, having really tight calves. Is there anything that you can think of that sort of comes to the top of your head that um, can help with that sort of stuff? Yeah, for runners specifically, like we're talking about you know repetitive use injuries, and the way to build that up is to make your body stronger. Mm-hmm. And I really believe, especially like you're saying, like maybe not even the repetitive use injuries, but I really believe that once you, especially subject yourself to more and more punishment, let's say, or you know more time on the concrete or more time on the treadmill, guess what? Your body's going to find your weak links. You know, mm-hmm. maybe even little you know giggles and little niggles that you didn't even know about. Right? They're going to come out of little places because of extra training or trying to push yourself a little bit harder or or things like that. I think the biggest thing, in my opinion, for runners when it comes to strength training is to do over overall body strength training, right? You don't have to do bodybuilding style and you don't have to do more that constant high intensity interval style training. It's going to be different and it's going to be different, especially from compared to your running because I, most runners say it's boring. You know, but mm-hmm. the thing that I think that you have to keep in mind is you're working towards an end goal. And whenever you realize that your body gets stronger and it actually improves your recovery time and it improves your run time because your muscles are stronger, you know, because you don't have those tight issues with, let's say, the hamstrings being constantly tight, you know, because you're giving it a different type of movement by putting some type of resistance against it. Mm. And so you'll find things like that, you know, building up that posterior chain, just making yourself just overall stronger, making your muscles stronger. It doesn't, you know, the, the heart doesn't require as much work at that point, you know, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of huge benefits to it. And even just mixing in two days of strength training out of your week is a going to give your body time to relax from all that running and B is going to make you stronger. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, like, as you get older as well, it's it's so important to have that that muscle mass on your on your frame um, because it you know it helps you uh, be a healthier person. You're burning more calories just at rest because your muscle is is you know more important to your body than fat is. And uh, and I mean, like, you know, all of this aside and all of this aside for runners and, and strength training, um, just generally getting stronger. Um, I can I, I really find that there's a certain invigoration and what you were talking about before like the intrinsic motivation where 
you see yourself getting stronger you see yourself being able to either lift more weight or um you know maybe you've never been able to touch your toes before and and mm-hmm. and and by extending out all of the posterior chain and everything can help you get to those you know different areas but but um huge milestones huge milestones i mean even like you know getting your first push-up or getting your first pull-up mm. i mean there's you know we automatically think oh well you know, strength trainer, whatever, that's that's Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff or that's bodybuilding stuff. And it's not really that way. And whenever you realize that, man, it, it really goes far reaching, you know, like strength training specifically helps boost your metabolism for up to 48 hours post training. You know, running and different cardiovascular exercises don't do that. Once you get done doing that cardiovascular exercise, it's done. Your, mm-hmm. your metabolism starts lowering at that point. That doesn't that's not the same case for strength training. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I've I've read lots of studies actually about this because um, I was I was a little bit uh, on the fence, but uh, about you know going to the gym because if you if you go to the gym, you'll uh, you, you know your time under load is a certain amount, and whatever that is, that's different for everyone. And that time under load is vastly vastly smaller than actually uh, the time you would spend under load if you were running or cycling or something oh, like yeah. that. And so I, I was looking sure. at the differences and, and there's a few, um, uh, PubMed studies that have said, uh, that, that strength training, um, is, is, is very, very important for being able to recomposition your body and, and do those mm-hmm. types of things. But, but when it, when it comes to running, you're actually burning a lot of energy, especially if you're doing a very long run, you're out there burning like 2000 calories or something crazy. And so those two things can't really be compared, I guess, for a calorie to calorie perspective. But I think that the hormonal changes and the less amount of stress that you have when you are strength training is far superior to going out there and burning the candle at both ends if you're um, training for really long rides and or runs or whatever it is. And, and, and stress alone is a big factor for for so many people so i mean like let's get into the the tools and tactics and you know things that people can be doing to in, increase their strength and uh and is it just like uh when i think about strength training i think about oh, okay you've basically just got to increase the weight and lower the amount of reps that you're doing is that a, a, a really naive way about thinking about strength or is that uh Very. Very, yeah. <laughs> All right. Very, I'll let you do the talking. Very, very one dimensional. You know, and I think that's, mm. you know, and I think that's what happens. You know, I mean, whenever you really start getting into strength training and, and I think even you bringing up these PubMed studies, you know, the, the funny thing about it is you just prove right there why you should be doing both. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's I mean, exactly and, and that's right. what. And that's what I, you know, I'm not, even though I am a strength and conditioning specialist, that's, I love it. That's what I do. That's my joy. Right. And I'm not really a runner. But I know that I'm not that guy who's like, you only do this and this. <laughs> no, you, the thing is you have to find a balance, right? So I have to find cardiovascular exercises that I like to do because I know the benefits of it. But at the same time, I also know that I have to incorporate strength training into my life because I know the benefits of that mm. too. Mm. It's not one size fits all. And I think that's where a lot of people start getting really caught up and confused and with fitness, right? Because everybody wants the answer, the one-all be-all. And the only one-all be-all you're ever going to get in fitness and in nutrition as a whole is it depends. And it all really depends on you. As much as we're all the same, we're all still a little different. And we all react differently to different things. What works for one person might not work the same for this other person. And that's okay. The thing is, it's just a trial and error. 
your body's an experiment and finding out what works best for you. Mm, okay. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, having a mix of both is, is so important. You're, you're very, very correct there. Um, what are some of the, so you work with a lot of clients and uh, what are some of the, the main or the common errors that you see from those clients when they come to you and say, look, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Um, what are some of those, maybe like the top three common things that people are doing that are halting their progress when it, reco- when it you know, comes to strength training? When it comes to strength training specifically, the three things that are holding them back, man, I kind of really want to caveat back to your one-dimensional strength comment earlier, but I'll, mm. I'm going to let it go, Aaron. <laughs> uh, the, the, the three things that I would say is, one, I think, and you hit on it earlier, is just doing way too much, way too early. Mm. You know, you, you go in there, and you're like, I got to do this, and you're trying to do all these things. Guess what? You're, you know, your eyes are too big for your stomach, like my mom used to say when we go out to eat, right? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's kind of that same that same way. You know, you you you... You want to get into it because you know it's going to help, but then you do too much and it's over overloading yourself. And now, next thing you know, you're burnt out. You don't want to go do it anymore because it causes pain or causes this or it causes that. Mm. And that's what happens. So I think the first step would be more than likely you need to, if you're doing something right now and, it, and it's not working for you, you're not seeing results, I'd say probably stop doing what you're doing. Slow down. Because you're more than likely doing the same thing over and over again. You've already adapted to it, and it's just not getting results anymore. You've hit a plateau. Mm. That happens to a lot of people, you know, because they don't challenge themselves. Because they they have a one-dimensional view of strength, you know. So maybe let's put that as point number two: having a one-dimensional view of strength. You know, (laughs) seeing strength that it it only works one way. Like, okay, well, I pick up this weight. Okay, well, this weight's easy. I'm going to pick up a heavier one. Okay, well, start lowering your reps. Okay, go heavier. Start lowering your. You know, I don't like that. I don't like that style either because it all comes back down to is what is your goal? You know, and when it comes to strength training, what is strength? Man, what isn't strength? You know, you have explosive strength, relative strength. all power strength, you know, I mean, there's, ton- there's tons of versions of strength, getting you stronger for runs, endurance strength, mm. you know, explosive strength, like sprinters or long jumpers, you know, overall it comes down to what is the goal. And most people who I work with, the goal is to is just find something that works and has a plan that they can implement into their life. And mm. so that would be number three, if I was going to hit on all three, would finally be have a plan, have someone that you know that you trust, who's leading you to where you want to be. You know, don't just jump on the bandwagon and jump on whatever everybody else is doing or just buy the next DVD or, or $5 app. Really do the research, really find out who, you know, produced this because once again, what works for some doesn't work for others. And just because one app worked for this one person or one diet worked for this other person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. That's the only thing I would say on that. Yeah. And, and, and finding what works for you is possibly the, the, the single hardest thing you might ever have to do in your life, but it is probably the most important thing. Um, because everything might work for someone else. And there is a, uh, you know, there's a limiting factor that I always like to come back to, and that's consistency. So how do you, how do you, um, I guess, how do you train consistency? Because I definitely think that some people are more inclined to be very consistent even over, uh, you know, even if it's not the right thing to be doing, but their consistency overrides 
that and they eventually find out what the right thing is to do. What, how do you think about and, and, and what do you think about consistency uh, when it comes to trying to find what is right for you and which pathway you should be going down? Mm, great one, great one. You know, the funny thing is you brought up earlier about, you know, finding what works for you. And I think that's true. And I think, that, you know, the, the big thing about that is there comes a point where you're tired of trying to figure it out on your own. And that's what I think is that, you know, if you really dig deeper in those ped, like PubMed documents and things like that, you'll see that, especially when it comes to fitness, just having a coach, mm. a, a good coach, someone that you trust and you know that's going to get you there, increases success by over 70%. Mm. I mean, just by having someone tell you, okay, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, instead of you going in on your own and trying to figure it out. So I, I always found that really interesting. As for your consistency question, though, because I think this is a huge one as well. And I think that there's a couple ways that you can attack this. I think one, and I'll give you three because it seems like we're on a roll with threes. No, <laughs> one, <laughs> one. I would say go for an accountability partner and someone that you trust, and more than likely not someone. And this is going to be a tricky one because it's someone you don't want him in your inner circle. You don't want him someone close. You don't want it to be you know your sister, your your aunt or whoever it is or your uncle or whoever who you know sometimes bails on you or sometimes this or sometimes that you want to find someone outside of your circle who's actually going to show up and be there to motivate you to show up and be there that'd mm -hmm. be one if you don't have that if you can't find that person then start looking for groups you know and that's why a lot of usually um certain fitness um programs are more popular than others because they they involve a group fitness aspect but there's a lot of groups you know you can find groups online you can find support groups in a lot of places because not everybody wants to go to a gym Aaron that's the other thing you know we keep on bringing up the gym not everybody wants to go to the gym mm. and that's another thing yeah. that I like doing you know I, I like helping women you know in the comfort of their own home and and not in front of other people and not looking at them and wondering this or wondering they people don't like that and so to give them that opportunity to where they can feel comfortable and do the exercises that they feel comfortable doing not something that's going to put them not you know in in a place where they don't like doing it or they they feel pain these things like that that's what builds consistency making it work for you that builds consistency so we got group we got a person we got a group and my last one i would say that I think helps a huge, and it's gonna be kind of funny, but I tell people all the time is make you a chart. Make you a chart, like a calendar, and put it up someplace. Put it up on the refrigerator, put it up on you know the TV, put it someplace where you see it. And every time you do something healthy for yourself, let's say, you know, eat a good healthy meal or you know, exercise or something like that, put a star on there. Just like it was back in kindergarten, right? Just like back in preschool, right? Put a star on there for every time you do something good. Give yourself a star and you start building up those stars. You see three, seven, 10, 50. You don't want to break that. Mm. And that helps build consistency as well. So they, boom, Aaron, come on, man. I'm knocking all these questions out the park today, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, I mean, like, oh, okay, I, I have lots of questions. And, um, and uh, Kelly Keto on, uh, over on Instagram, she's been doing something similar for the month of September, I think it was. And she's been putting uh, all of these stars on her calendar and, you know, sort of ticking off the boxes. And, and uh, I think uh, uh, Bacon and Megs, she's been doing something similar with her Apple Watch where you, you basically have the amount of days that you've been exercising for and the amount of days that you've closed your circles. And I'm, I'm not really sure what closing your circles means because I don't have an eye, eye watch whatever it is yeah. <laughs> but yeah, me neither. but, <laughs> but um, you, you know the, the, you know tracking in a in a uh, like looking back and getting feedback from what you've done prior to uh, what you're doing now is really important because you you sort of figure out 
what has been working and what hasn't but ultimately you're you're doing it every single day and um and you're doing that that mindset and you're getting into that that flow of things every day and once you start doing it every day you start discarding all the things that either don't work or are too hard or a uh are just not you know n- not working um from a perspective uh, how do I explain this? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's you know it's just it's just not not working for you, I guess. But um, you know you you touched on a few other different types of strength before, and I'd really love to to jump into those because um, uh, you know going out and and lifting heavier, uh, can, there's a lot of injuries in role, involved in that because you may not have the right form, and if you're trying to be really explosive, but you haven't done any sort of uh, explosive work before uh, it's it's pretty dangerous as well and so what are yeah, some of the no, dangers of of working in uh, with strength and uh, what are some of the the things that you can quite easily avoid when you're training for strength when you're training for those different avenues well I mean you know the the biggest lesson that I, I teach my students is you get to earn your exercises you know, it's just not something that's just given to you, you know. So for, for me and, and how I train and how I exercise, you know, you don't just get to go in and just start doing something right off the bat. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a prep and there's a buildup. You know, there, there's, there's a way to do something, in my opinion, and there's a way not to do things. And I don't believe throwing someone into the deep end of the ocean to learn how to swim is the proper way. Mm. And so for me, for example, like, I, you know, I, honestly, I don't... I, knock on wood because i don't want to jinx myself over here but i don't have any students that have any injuries because it's you know it's proper programming it's proper mechanics it's it's teaching you how to do something Mm. and not you know once again taking a big bite of something that you're not ready for going into the deep end whenever you're not prepared for it right right yeah that's that's interesting um and uh i'm not sure if you're familiar with a guy called tim ferris but he mm. he trains a lot with a guy called pavel and does gymnastic strength training and uh, mm-hmm. i always remember from listening to him that uh you know you you earn certain exercises so it's like you you need to be able to do this before you can do a pistol squat or you know whatever it is and and a lot of people what? can't of course yeah a, a lot of people can't yeah. actually um, really dedicate the amount of time that's necessary to move up to something quite advanced. They just want to be able to do uh, the really advanced exercise or move or or a lot of, you know, something else I see a lot is that, um, you know, when, when you go to a gym or whether you're in CrossFit or whether you're doing something at a boot camp in the park, you feel like you just want to be able to do that because everyone else around you can and 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 you can't get and so how do you overcome that feeling of not being able to move to that exercise just yet or you know really making sure that your form is is really really good before you actually start trying to you know add complexity to it Aaron, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, I don't know, you're highlighting all the crazy things to me. That's, it's kind of funny to me. First one, you know, in my opinion, I really believe that the comparison of anything is the, is the thief of all joy. Mm. So if I start comparing myself to anybody, it's going to steal my joy. But at the same time, I'm not really a big fan of the competition within fitness. That's not my style. Because I think at that point, once you start putting exercises to finish in a certain amount of time with as many reps or whatever the whatever the quote-unquote goal is for the workout that's just beckoning 
for injuries mm. because you're going to have sloppy form and you're going to push your body beyond where it needs to go and it's going to put itself into a very precarious situation so if there's any risk about strength training it's that it's you know you wanting to go in and do that cool thing because that other guy's doing that cool thing or you going in because sally over here on the treadmill is doing sprints at 18 degree inclines you think you need to do, you know like it, once you start comparing yourself to that then you're never going to get where you want to be anyway you're always going to be in this comparison mode and going and jumping into that super hard exercise because it looks cool what are you what are you getting out of that you know what are you even getting out of it just because it looks cool well if you can't even do you know if you can't make the ordinary extraordinary then why would you even go into something that's advanced in an olympic sport that these guys train their whole life to do mm. they train their whole life to do and you think you can go in there and learn it in five minutes it doesn't work like that regardless if you have a pvc pipe or just a, a water noodle yeah, I, I, yeah, I would totally agree, and 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 uh, maybe some of the drawbacks to uh, those types of strength training is that uh, people are highlighted when they can do something crazy, um, which is you know for for it's an ESPN sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> but you know what? Right. Honestly, in my opinion, you know, in my opinion, if that's fitness, if in in from my standpoint, what what motivates me to go do that? That scares me. If I can't do a walking handstand, then what? I, then I can't do any fitness. Mm. So you, it, it's a very it, it creates this almost barrier, also of how hard is fitness, how difficult is fitness. It's not. Mm. It's only as difficult as you make it. It's only as difficult as you want to make it. But the thing is, is in my opinion, why do all that? I believe in training smarter. So what some people are in the gym doing for an hour, an hour and a half, my people are getting results in 20 and 30 minutes. They're in, they're out, and they're done. And it's not high intensity. It's nothing like that. It doesn't have to be. It's smart training, knowing how to incorporate what they need to get what they need to get because they're looking for their goal, not what someone else is doing. That's that's two. It's two totally different avenues of approach. Yeah, it's that that is interesting as well because um, I <laughs> and uh, along along the podcast, I really feel like I'm hitting all the like bad points here. <laughs> and so <laughs> I want you to give me the good points. Like, what what, what is it that that you do? <laughs> over here being a negative Nancy over here, ain't I? I'm sorry, man. We've gotten so dark on this podcast. I'm sorry. I gotta apologize to your listeners. Like, that didn't I didn't mean to bring this energy. Oh no 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 no. Um, like I I. Uh, uh, you know, I really want to know now, what is it that, that you do and what is it that, that um, gets the most results for the people that you work with? And like, let's get into the nitty gritty details here because um, I, I, I like the sound of this and, uh, and where it's going. I mean, honestly, I, I, what I feel that I get the most results from is that I'm understanding and that I don't try to force you into something. You know, I, I, I don't, in my personal opinion, I, I don't believe in any types of restrictions, really. I don't believe in, you know, forcing of anything. It's just not my style because I don't think it's very conducive. I, don't, I, don't, I look at, okay, how, can, how is this long term? That's my number one idea. Mm. You know, you always hear YOLO, YOLO, and next thing you know, they're jumping off a cliff, going to kill themselves, right? <laughs> that, like, oh, man, here we go, dark again. Sorry. No, they're jumping <laughs> off a cliff. They're doing something crazy, right? That's <laughs> super early. Uh, but my, my, my point is I want to be YOLO of how long can I live for? 
You know, I want to do the things that's going to sustain me to live the longest I can live and not off some medication and not off, you know, the advances of science and having some fake, you know, 3D printed kidney. I want to be able to, you know, live my life in a nice balanced way that I'm not crippled over because I used to squat 800 pounds. You, you, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I want to be able to live my life nice, strong, great for me, feeling good, feeling strong, feeling happy for the, for as long as I can. Mm. And, uh, and so how do people achieve something like that? I, I think it's once again, knowing your goal, right? Having realistic set on what that takes to actually get there. You know, a lot of people want to say like, well, you know, a great analogy is, you know, you have a headache. So you have a headache. How many Tylenols or how many aspirins do you take to get rid of that headache? Do you take the a half a bottle? Mm. <laughs> no, more than likely you take two, right? Or maybe one, you know, depending on how hard it is, how, 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 how much pain it is. But you're never going to take a full or a half a bottle of aspirin. It'll kill you. So why don't we do the minimum effective dose when it comes to fitness? Why don't we just make the small changes? And that's what I feel, you know, you talk about consistency and getting the most results. I truly believe it's the small changes. That's what yields the biggest results. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty powerful. I like, I like that. And uh, I'm definitely an 80-20 sort of kind of guy. <laughs> um, yes, and, yes. Uh, and I think that, you know, uh, looking back at what you've done can really help influence what you're doing in the future. And, um, and don't, let what your, don't let your past hold you back either. Um, yes. So yes. yeah, I think those are those are important. But I guess like uh, you know, at the end of these podcasts, I really love talking about uh, you know just some short rapid fire questions. And generally, they're rapid oh. fire, but most of the time they're not. I need to come up with like a <laughs> section name for this. I don't know. Do you do you have any ideas? Mm. What what would be short rapid fire to you? What would <laughs> what would those questions look like to you? What would they like? I gotta, I gotta ask the no, questions, no. or I gotta think of like the name of the topic of this like little. Segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta think of a name. Oh man, yeah. look, Aaron, come on, man. I don't know. You're, I know you're probably not even gonna edit this, and it's gonna be just running straight, and you just get to hear me ramble <laughs> of my idea of what I would name this section. Is you sure this isn't a like? Is this a normal question? Are you, you like no, put me no. on the spot? This, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. This is not a normal question. <laughs> I would call it. I would probably call it the rapid fat loss series or something Ooh, like that. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. Okay. Rapid but fat man, loss. You're series. pulling out the marketing in me. Come on, man, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, you know, just grabbing at things, hoping intuition gives me something good. All right. We'll, we'll <laughs> run with that for this one. And, uh, and, uh, let's, let's see how it goes. All right. So, so question number one for the rapid fat. Oh, I can't remember what it was called now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have to replay this now. Yeah. Um, so question number one, what is your, favorite exercise and uh what do you think works the best for you oh man i don't know i don't have a favorite exercise if i would say if i had a favorite exercise honestly it'd probably be walking mm. and that's probably gonna blow everybody's mind right now because i've just been talking about strength training this whole <laughs> podcast uh walking if i was to pick one i i think it's a everybody can do it you know, to an extent, and B, it's, you know, one of the best things that I felt that's helped me kind of clear my mind or help me be creative or just, you know, it, it, it goes a long way just taking a nice long walk sometimes. Mm, yeah, I, that, that's probably the first answer that hasn't either been like deadlifts or <laughs> running or like <laughs> squats or something crazy. So I like that. I like that. Okay, so... Um, Aaron, mindset, man. I'm yeah. Dude, it's my thing, man. Like I'm going to figure out something that's going to better benefit me as a whole <laughs> yeah as a whole yeah for sure um and uh you know walking and uh 
you know, there's a whole lot of other things that are involved with walking and, uh, you know, side benefits, not just from exercise. But let's move on to the second question. Uh, What is your least favorite exercise? What is something that you think a lot of people are doing that is not necessarily that great for them? Burpees. Oh, I can go on a long list line of what people are doing that's probably pointless do it but do i'm it. not going to oh. no no okay, right. no no because i'll be hurting feelings and i'll probably have litigation and no 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 there's a lot of great exercises out there but there's a lot of things that probably people shouldn't be doing um or and i don't even like to use that word but once again whenever you have the philosophy of you earn your exercises mm. you know there's certain there's certain lifts and certain exercises that yeah you need to learn from a coach mm. You know, just because of the complexity that's involved with them. And with that being said, 99% of the general public doesn't need to do certain Olympic lifts. Mm, Yeah, I would agree with that too. Um, And so so I have another question. What is... uh, No. Oh, now I forgot. Oh. Okay, uh, so Uh-oh. so uh, outside of prescription medication, <laughs> what uh, are yeah. you taking any supplements currently? No. no, actually, that's one of my biggest things. I, I I'm very anti supplements, mm. to be honest. Yeah, that's good. It's just not my thing. Like I think like, you know, if if I have to supplement something, then I'm missing something. Now, there's certain things that I would recommend for certain people. You know, but that's definitely not anybody in Australia. But let's say you're living up north in, let's say, Canada or someplace really far north and you don't get a lot of sun, then I would highly recommend a vitamin D supplement. Yep. But that's not really, you know what I'm saying? That's something that's something that I believe that everybody needs mm. because it really depends. Mm. You know, once we go back to that, it depends. Same thing was to say, like, um, you're, are you, do you take any pre-workouts before you train and exercise? M- me? No. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay, so some people do, right? And they're usually full of all kinds of stuff. I found that, you know, just a simple, nice little caffeine pill. You know, and one caffeine pill, it's the equivalent of, you know, an eight-ounce cup of coffee. But it's a pill version. It's just 100% caffeine. So it's nothing too extreme. It's nothing too over the top. And it's a nice little bump. Mm. And, it, and, it, and it's a nice, you know, but it doesn't give you that uh, jitters, uh, you know, that people get yeah. from most pre-workouts. And so I found that that's a nice little supplement. But once again, not everybody needs that. Mm. You know, sometimes you do. Sometimes you wake up, you're really groggy and you need something to kind of a nice little, you know, cup of coffee, but you don't want to drink a hot cup of coffee. Boom. You take that pill, mm. you know, but these are like $3 supplements. You can get a pack of a hundred caffeine pills for like $3. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's cheap, cheap, you know I mean? <laughs> I mean, vitamin D, you can go outside and stand out there for 10 or 15 minutes and boom, you got like 10,000 IUs of, you know, vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And getting it from, uh, you know, whole food sources as well is probably the most important thing too. Um, is there the sun, the sun? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, 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 yeah. the whole yeah. part of the, the whole thing. Um, do you have any <laughs> books or videos that have recently inspired you? Something that's like r- really kicked you into another gear and, uh, really inspired you to help others. No, I'm a book fanatic, Aaron. Man, you asked the wrong dude that question. So <laughs> if you wanted me to go on a long list of books, Ooh, yeah, I could it. be here all day long, my friend. But I'll, I'll hit some of the top ones that I really, really found out that I love. One of the first ones that I really found out that I love is The Happiness Advantage yep. by Sean Aker. I love that one. That's a, it's a beautiful one. The next one after that is U2 
can be prosperous by robert a russell that one's been phenomenal i also love mind gym Mm -hmm. it's by a sports psychologist it's another great one i can't think of the actual name right now another great one is the obstacle is the way Oh yeah ryan holiday Mm -hmm. i love uh the magic of thinking big I mean, like, seriously, I there's a ton of books out there that I can go on and on that I absolutely love. But those are some of the big ones. You too can be prosperous. I love it. Oh, boundaries. That's another one. And that's what I've seen. And, I, and I'll recommend that mostly to, you know, my students. Um, and, and, and I love it. There's a lot of Christian undertones. So, I mean, if that offends you or that bothers you, then, you know, be aware of that. I wouldn't probably recommend it if it does, but if it doesn't, you know, there's a lot of really good lessons in there about how to create boundaries for yourself, you know, with either your children, with your boss, with your spouse, because once you set those boundaries and you know, your limits and other people know your limits, you're able to grow more. And it sounds almost counterintuitive, but it's actually really, really wise wisdom hmm. well that's a that's a pretty awesome list of books there i uh, and and if anyone's listening and and couldn't quite catch them uh <laughs> on something written down because they're either out in the run or they're in the car driving um then they are in the show notes the links to these books will always be in the show notes um <laughs> and uh and i have one last question as well Oh, and man. oh man, Aaron. it's like the big one, you know, the big question okay. that's, uh, uh, you know, like we got to rub our hands together for this one. <laughs> the finale. Oh, <laughs> the finale, man. Yeah. So, so what is, what is your, um, your best advice for people who are trying to reconfigure their body composition? Um, because, and, and, you know, this, this one's uh, important for me just as much as it's important for anyone who's listening to this podcast, because being able to reconfigure your body composition is something that uh, is, is, is uh, you know, you can be doing a lot of things wrong. And so what is your way of being able to do that effectively? What I think you hit on this actually a little bit earlier in the, the PubMed, didn't you? you? You brought this up, the body composition. So, I mean, I think I'm just going to really highlight what you said earlier. And I mean, and, and this, might, this might hurt some feelings. So I hope I don't upset anybody, but... To be honest, there's only been one form of exercise that's ever been scientifically proven to actually reconfigure and restructure your body. Only one. You know what it is, Aaron. Tell me. Come Do on. Do I know? Oh, okay. Strength yeah. training. I don't know. <laughs> Bingo. 100%. It's strength training. Strength training is the only form of exercise. And once again, this does, when I say that, that doesn't mean going and lifting heavy weights. That could be your body weight elastic bands dumbbells blue pink black green whatever color you choose <laughs> kettlebells or a barbell you know there's a lot of different variations and ways to increase that strength training but that not any other form of cardio not any other form of exercise strength training specifically has been proven to restructure your body and even more Scientific results for you, Aaron, and your listeners. A lot of people don't realize this, but you can start getting benefits with just 11 minutes of strength training. Unlike doing 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour of cardio versions, you can start getting results from strength training with just 11 minutes. Mm, okay. And, um, and so, all right. So 
obviously people can <laughs> people can hire you as a coach and yeah uh, you can uh, do that uh, for them and um, we'll get into a little bit of where people can find you and do all that sort of thing but if people can't access you um what is what is something that they can be doing tomorrow that can be pushing them in the right direction walking walking be mindful you know be mindful whenever you're eating be mindful of what you're doing be mindful of your day you know and if, if you really wanted to get really technical about it you know we're talking about tracking and measuring right what doesn't get tracked doesn't get measured so just start tracking what you do to your day mm. what do you have for breakfast normally and lunch and dinner like see if you notice little times whenever you know your willpower wanes or you know what you know do you have little issues throughout the day that you find yourself in you know i would say just be mindful you know start walking if you're not doing anything you know pushing you in the right direction if you're not doing anything go for some walks <laughs> and then also just be mindful of what you're doing you know be mindful of how you're eating be mindful that you're not exercising or that you are exercising how much water you're drinking how much sleep you're getting i mean it's it's a really really it's not just one thing you know it's a really all-encompassing thing so if you had you know if you didn't go to bed at night until late and you had to wake up earlier you know you have three kids screaming and hollering and crying in the middle of the night because you have triplets i mean all that plays into your weight loss goals and your, and your fitness goals mm-hmm. yeah i would totally agree and it's uh, sleep is a big one for a lot of people as well um but yeah i mean like so where can people find you i can tell you stats on sleep too oh. <laughs> come on aaron you know did you know did you know here you go you ready for this i'm ready one? Did you know that you can actually increase, increase the amount of fat that you burn on your body by 33% by just sleeping seven and a half hours at night compared to sleeping five and a half hours at night? Mm. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I, I think the, the amount of like uh, re- reduction in stress just by adding two hours to your sleep, you know, not everyone can do this. Mm-hmm. Some people have really no. crazy yes. lives. And, um, and yes. but yes. you know, I definitely agree with, with the, the sleep thing because, and people require different amounts of sleep, but, but yep. um, yeah, sleep is so, so the stats important. are the, the stats are funny. You know, the, the numbers are funny, you know, and that's just one thing that it's just, if it wakes, if it if it works, it works. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But it's always nice to have those little numbers running around in your head. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so where where can people find you? Where can people get in contact with you? Where can people find what you do? Oh yeah, do you want to find me? You can go to my website, kalicoaching.com. K A L I, the word coaching. dot com. That's the best way to find me. Um, I have Amazon best selling book. I have an academy if you're just starting out that, you know, if you don't know how to get started or where to go or the next step, that's a great place to look. You can go to KaliCoaching.com forward slash academy and they'll tell you all kinds, all kinds of goodies in, in there. To tell you the truth, Aaron, I feel I'm disrupting the fitness industry because that program provides lifetime access lifetime access i've never heard of anybody else doing that in the fitness industry Mm, yeah it's usually a monthly thing right yep (laughs) i love it well all of these (laughs) all of those websites and links will be in the show notes uh for anyone who's interested in in checking that out so um uh it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast jay I, i i really appreciate your your mindset and and uh you know just being able to highlight some of the things that not only that I was probably thinking wrong, but, but maybe some of the listeners may have as well. So uh, it's been it's been really great, and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out to to do this podcast for us as well. I you know I just wanted to say thank you. 
Oh, I, I really appreciate that, Aaron. Thank you. I mean, thank you for your words. I mean, anything that I can do to help, you know, spread knowledge and eliminate some of this confusion and misinformation, that, that's my number one goal. That's what I really want to do. And that's what I want to provide. I'll, uh, I'll be talking to you soon. No doubt. Awesome, Aaron. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives. If you could do one small act of kindness for today, I would greatly appreciate a review from you. It's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you. Head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.